Good morning, everyone. Yeah, I want to get right into the, the message. Continuing on imuna, which is faith in the Jewish word for faith. Again, it's so much deeper than our English faith because it means that we know that God is real, that He is faithful, and that He will accomplish and finish everything He asks us to do. His work in us will be finished. And our only part, because He does it all, is to choose. And um, that means also that we, as He asks us to do things, we choose to step out in it. That's all. He faces and He will accomplish everything else. So I want to start out with um, Revelations 12, 11. <clears throat> and that the people of God, they triumphed over the devil, the, our enemy, by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. They did not love their lives so much as to shrink from death. Uh, I'm going to go over this um, part by part. <clears throat> the blood of the Lamb. I want to read to you what Spurgeon said about that. The precious blood of Jesus is not meant for us merely to admire and exhibit. We must not be content to talk about it and extol it and do nothing with it. But we are to use it in the great crusade against unholiness and unrighteousness till it is said of us, they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb. This precious blood is to be used for overcoming and consequently for holy warfare. We dishonor it if we do not use it to that end. The dog of hell knows the dread name which makes him lie down. We must confront him with the authority and especially with the atonement of the Lamb of God. So this is what he says about that first part, the blood of the Lamb. And by the word of their testimony, this whole message is going to be about that, so I'll, I'll talk about that later. But they did not live their, love their lives so much as to shrink from death. Now, <clears throat> we don't have, like, in the Middle East, where you, certain places in the Middle East or in Africa right now, where people are dying for their faith in that sense, not here. But we do face that anyway. And, you know, although this is a season that we really rejoice in, also we, it's, I don't know, like for Yolanda and I, it's, it's a season of, um, I don't know if I can say sadness in that sense, because you remember all the good times you had with friends and family that have passed on. And so it can be that, I don't know what you say, melancholy time as far as the memories of, you have great memories and yet you remember uh, those who, you know, uh, it was in the season this last year, Yolanda's mom passed away, my grandmother, my dad, all passed away right after Christmas. And so it's that feeling of, you know, we had such a great time with them during this season, Thanksgiving and Christmases. And so it's a kind of a, a melancholy time, and yet we are so thankful and joyful in the, that we know where they are, and it's, we'll see them again. Sony Ahuiho, we'll, we'll be with them again. So although we have that because there's a missing piece until we join back again, it's actually joyful. 
And even those of us who are going through the, you know, like, um, you know, that one of our loved ones or, or, or us, or we're, we're at that point where we say maybe death is near. We don't have to be afraid because, I mean, we should be the guys that rejoice in every situation, yeah? Like I said, that should be our song. Don't worry, be happy, because we're only going to where we all want to be. As soon as God tells me, you know, the people I know, I know five people now died and came back. It was all God said, I'm not finished with you yet, that's why. You got work to do. But when my work is done, oh, I'm looking forward to it. And if people who their, their work is done, I'm actually kind of jealous of them. But, you know, the interesting thing, like I said, you know, I had dinner with some people, and I found out, because <clears throat> I never looked that up, that the greatest fear in the world, I mean in the U.S. anyway, is not death, but public speaking. <laughs> and, but see, because us, we're not, uh, you know, we're not like in the Middle East or someplace where, you know, people are trying to kill you. But it's actually the death of our ego we're afraid of, huh? Afraid that everybody will reject me, laugh at me, or I'll make a mistake, or it's really the death of our, our ego, our pride. We're afraid we might be rejected, fear of failure. That's what keeps us from taking that risk to step out in faith. When God tells us to step out in faith, and so James 2, um, 17, because we have a short time, I'm only going into that. You go and read the whole chapter. In the same way, faith by itself is not accompanied, if it is not accompanied by action or works, some translations say, is dead. Because our work, only work, is to step out in faith, that imuna, that if we have that faith to step out and do what God is asking us to do. Even if it's like, I'm not sure if it's you, God, but why don't we step out and do it? Even, you know, I say, I think you're telling me to do this because it's easier not to because, you know, we have fear of failure, fear of rejection, fear of those things. But that's how we get that testimony, right? The word of their testimony. We need to choose and take that step of faith and action and step by step, keep on stepping. Yeah, keep on stepping out. Like just maybe a, a little thing, but that's a big thing. Like take a risk. You feel like God is telling me to share with someone about Jesus. <laughs> and that's a risk because what if he says, rejects me or so on? And so, so we don't. Or I think God is asking me to um, disciple someone, which is really just choosing to make a commitment to love them. But I, I'm not prepared. I'm not ready. I'm not good enough. I'm not whatever those things are saying. But if you feel he's saying, this person needs me and needs my love, and I'm asking you if you would be willing to do that, to step out. Or to call someone, you feel like God is just saying that this person needs a call to need to know that God loves them today. 
to step out and do that. Just that simple step by step. Like the Bible says, don't despise the day of small beginnings. Say, I feel that way. Oh, I'm not sure. What if they say, no, that's, I really don't or nothing. But to step, take that small step of faith and call that person or to do something you feel God is telling you to do even though you risk failure and take that step because God is all-powerful and he is faithful to complete whatever he's asking you to do and it's your heart he's looking at I want to do this because I feel you're telling me to do this it's your heart he's looking at not the outside for anybody to see so even if you're wrong if your heart is right guess what you're right you're right with God and he's faithful to complete it but that's the imuna that we know we to take that step of faith faith is the you know hope of things not seen yet but to take that step to do it and so I want to you know uh, again the word of their testimony so I want to have a few testimonies today I'm going to share with you well actually people are going to share with you and so the first one Caroline is going to share and um, she's taking a step of faith to come and speak in front of everyone. Well, let's see this one. I'll, I'll use the blue one. Um, yeah, she's really grown uh, so much so fast because she's been willing to step out in faith in so many areas. So, <laughs> you want to use red? Good morning. If you know me, I'm like, I don't like public speaking. <laughs> um, but I know I've grown from being here. Um, when I first asked Pastor if I could share my testimony, um, I was feeling, I was in this sense of peace, and I wanted to share um, how I got there. So, um, I wrote down, well, I typed it, and then, um, but I didn't finish it, so I'm gonna finish with my own words. After, I mean, not my own words, but anyway, um, I'm gonna read. <laughs> um, I am here to share my testimony involving my visit with my mom and my family just recently, and also about um, other things, and with my changed my heart. I have a long history of being angry with my mom for the way she raised and controlled me. Um, it was at the age of 16 is when it stopped, but um, after that, I still carried it with me. I have a history of physical abuse and mental abuse as a childhood, um, during my childhood. The anger was so deeply rooted that I couldn't get past it. And I carried it with me throughout my whole life. I blamed everything on my mom. Even though um, I, had, um, I had arguments and disagreements with my siblings, but I blamed it all on my mom. 
Um, I did not have a relationship with God at that time. I didn't know him. So I went through years and years of being angry and fighting to explain myself, respect, disrespecting my mom and not understanding why I was going through this struggle. It was only until I came to HMC in 2015, I was getting to know everyone. I was surrounding myself with Christian people. And then I joined the worship ministry and I build relationships there. And growing in my faith, praying, studying, taking every opportunity to know God, have a relationship with him, and learning to be like Jesus. I'm not perfect, but I strive to learn about Jesus and to improve in myself. I learned throughout these past years that I've had some deeply rooted issues about myself that I carried with me and have not let go. I grew more and more into Bible studies and getting involved with the church, following by faith to share my gifts and my talents to encourage and inspire others to do the same. I consider myself a living testimony. I started at this church from being shy and contained and to being loud, sometimes obnoxious, and sometimes annoying to some other people. Um, that's true. But I know, I know deep inside I'm this friendly and loving and caring person. Years of praying and learning and being obedient, repenting, teaching, leading, and sharing my God-given gifts to the congregation has helped me so much. Then the Holy Spirit begins to manifest in me, and I start to feel and receive God's blessing, one after the other, as well as go through trials and tribulations, only to find out that it's God way of helping me grow. I truly believe that it is God who is blessing me. Recently, a couple months ago, I applied for these two positions within the university system. One was for the university relations office and the other was for the library. And before I went for the interviews for each position, I prayed and prayed and asked God to help me with my confidence and courage and for him to guide me and share his wisdom. When I came out of each interview, I felt this uplifting, and I cannot describe, but only that I felt so good about the interviews. I truly believe that God was with me during the interviews because of my answers. My answers were spirit-filled and God-influenced, and I let him take over me during the interview and so that I could just answer the way I, as Caroline, would answer. Um, and f for the, the job with the university relations, I actually got hired, and I started this past week on the November 21st. <laughs> Thank you. For the job with the library, I'm still waiting, but I felt really good in that interview. When I came out of the interview and I was talking to someone I knew, one of the panelists came and she said, don't worry, you did good. So it made me think that uh, there's hope. Um, 
my answers were so spirit-filled every time they asked me a question. All I could think about was how I would answer at church if someone asked me the same questions. And everything was God-influenced. I don't know how to explain, but it was just a feeling inside me that I knew it was God answering and not just me. And I knew it was the Holy Spirit manifesting in me that influenced my answers. And then that was the end of what I wrote. But I wanted to share um, about my mom. So this recently I went to visit her and my sister and her family. They've all visited from from Washington. And, um, and I told them that before... Uh, before I went there, I said, um, I don't want to be a burden to anyone when I'm there. I want it to be peaceful because I'm there to visit my mom. And for a long time, I couldn't see her um, for reasons of this feud I have with, with my, my, one of my siblings. But I got to see her when I visited her. And like I said earlier, I... I had this anger against her all, of all these years. I was really angry with her because I blamed her for everything in my, <laughs> everything that went bad in my life, I blamed her. But when I went to visit, uh, well, actually, earlier this year, I, I don't know what happened, but I let go of all that anger in me. Um, maybe it's all the praying that I was doing and telling God I, I want to change. I, I, I want to let go of the anger. I want to, I wanted him to show me what I wasn't seeing. And something happened earlier this year and I let go of all that anger and I started to call her. I even said I love you to her, which I I've never done because she's never done that to me. She's never said that to me. And I said that to her, and each time I did something different, but, and something I didn't do before, it got better. It's like it felt better in me. And, and so I visited her this, this past um, month, earlier this month, and I didn't have any of that anger, and I realized all that anger I had of her, I mean, it blocked so many things I didn't see. I mean, all that time you spend being angry at somebody and you don't know, you don't see what you should be seeing, you know, which is the good things and the things that God blesses you with, and if you um, I just, because I wasn't angry anymore, I, I, could, I could have this relationship with my mom, and she has dementia, and she's like really, um, like really late in the stage, I don't know what stage that is, but, but, <laughs> but whenever she sees me, she, it's like she's not angry at me, she was more responsive to me than my other siblings at home. And so I had this relationship with her, and 
she seemed happy when she saw me. It was really weird. I mean, I know she's, she's, she has dementia. She's a different person. But I got to have the relationship I never had with her before. And I wanted to share that. <laughs> I wanted to share that it was, I know it's because of God. And if I didn't have God in my life, if I didn't have someone to turn to and to pray and to ask him to show you the truth, I wouldn't have this moment I had with my mom recently. And um, when I was up there and I spoke to my, my nephew, he said, um, he told me, that the whole time he never had to, he never had, he said, I never had to scold you because of the way you spoke to grandma. He said, I, I saw the way you were with her and I saw the love in your face and I saw how you treated her. And she, he told me that he was proud of me and then he, showed, he shared with me this scripture I wanted to share. It's from Romans 12. Um, it's in the, NLT, and it's called Personal Responsibility, a Living Sacrifice to God. I'm going to read the whole thing of 12, and it's not that long. It says, and so, dear brothers and sisters, I plead with you to give your bodies to God because, all of, because of all he has done for you. Let them be a living and holy sacrifice, the kind he will find acceptable this is truly the way to worship him. Don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. Because of the privilege and authority God has given me, I give each of you this warning. Don't think you are better than you really are. Be honest in your evaluation of yourselves, measuring yourselves by the faith God has given us. Jesus, sorry, just as our bodies have many parts and each part has a special function, it is with Christ's body, so it is with Christ's body. We are many parts of one body and we belong to each other. In his grace, God has given us different gifts for doing certain things well. So if God has given you the ability to prophecy, speak out with as much faith as God has given you. If your gift is serving under others, serve them well. If you are a teacher, teach well. If your gift is to encourage others, be encouraging. If it is giving, give generously. If God has given you leadership ability, take the responsibility seriously. And if you have a gift for showing kindness to others, do it gladly. Don't just pretend to love others. Really love them. Hate what is wrong. Hold tight to what is good. Love each other with genuine affection. And take delight in honoring each other. Never be lazy, but work hard and serve the Lord enthusiastically. 
Rejoice in our confident hope. Be patient in trouble and keep on praying. When God's people are in need, be ready to help them. Always be eager to practice hospitality. Bless those who prosecute you. Don't curse them. Pray that God will bless them. Be happy with those who are happy and weep with those who weep. Of Live in harmony with each other. Don't be too proud to enjoy the company of ordinary people and don't think you know it all. Never pay back evil with more evil. Do things in such a way that everyone can see you are honorable. Do all that you can live in peace with everyone. Dear friends, never take revenge. Leave that to the righteous, of, righteous anger of God. For the scriptures say, I will take revenge, I will pay them back, says the Lord. Instead, if your enemies are hungry, feed them. If you are thirsty, give them something to drink. In doing this, you will heap burning coals of shame on their heads. Don't let evil conquer you, but conquer evil by doing good. Um, so when, I, when he shared me this, I thought, oh my gosh, that's, that's like what I've been trying to do. And if anything, I think God heard me and he, he was helping me and he answered my prayers and he's been blessing me all this time. And so I'm, what I'm trying to say is that if you, this is, this is Thanksgiving, this is Christmas coming up. If you have anything that um, you're still harboring inside, just let it go and let God take over, have faith and just believe that everything will change. Um, that's it. Thank you. Thank you, Caroline, for stepping out in her imuna, her faith to do that. And you see, her faith was just to, to start, yeah, to do it, to, and to pray and ask God, yeah. I wanted to share this other, um, it's a testimony, we're going to go a little bit over, but it's um, from New Hope TV. Uh, a couple of my friends are the moderators, and um, it, well, it's about the testimony of this couple. But, um, yeah, it, you see the, the stepping out in faith they did. And even it was simple, where there's a time where the husband just says, you know, his, his wife, estranged wife, has so much to hate him for, and he feels God is telling him to just try and just grab her hand. And that took a real step of faith because there's so much she could easily reject him. But just those steps of faith. So Steve, if you can show that, make sure the volume is up too. Welcome to Living Hope TV and to the Blessed Life Store with a very special family. It's Junior and Sherry Yamaguchi. Welcome. Thank you Thank for having you, us. Thank you for having us. Absolutely. I just love welcoming people to their own store and their own home. I just take over. <laughs> 
You know, this store, by the way, started off almost as a dare that could have led to a divorce very seriously, but that was before the first store, before the first grand opening, and today you have three locations in three of Hawaii's major malls. Your family is doing better than ever, and you have 14 different brands as a hui in each store. What's the secret to this spectacular success, Sherry? I wouldn't necessarily say it's a secret. Thinking back about how we, we arrived here, I feel like it's just little steps of obedience that God placed on our heart, little, little downloads He gave to us, and just slowly taking steps um, to where we are today. We're here in the middle of Pearl Ridge, and the Spirit of God is blazing like a fire. I mean, you've got a prayer room, you've got a testimony, we've got a worship stage here. I was even telling the crew two fun facts about Junior and Sherry's testimony. Number one, Junior was in a lifestyle where he was on the FBI's blacklist, and there was one point in their marriage relationship when he, you were ready to call your Usos in California and dump her dead body over H3. With that said, keep this in mind, Pastor John. I think people actually want to hear the whole testimony now. <laughs> it's a major testimony. But you know, when we walked in, we heard that when COVID started, what you actually did, it was something very unique in a retail space in the middle of one of the largest malls in Hawaii. Wow. You did something so different. Yes. Junior, can you tell us what you all did? I, that was so great. Yeah, it was just on our heart not, not to um, worry about so much about the silk selling of the clothes, mm -hmm. wow. but we created a space where people could come in fellowship and hang out with us wow. and talk story. So we actually had a, um, a big table uh -huh. and um, people would come in and just do their daily devotions with us. And um, they would- You used would, to have a Bible on the table, Yeah, we right? would sit in journal and, and, and actually my wife- actually one, of our, one of our first customers one Sunday, the first Sunday that we opened, came down and said, hey, you should have a highlighter so people could highlight. And <laughs> they actually it. went upstairs at Windward Mall at this pen store and came back and brought us our first highlighters. Oh, and that's so it's just people just adding different yeah, just ideas. Yeah. I, I think the churches couldn't be open 24 seven, right. but we could be here wow. feeding the mall. So Junior, in the middle of one of the largest malls. You actually had kind of like church going on. You know, you know, you know, this, 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 during, this, during COVID. Oh this God. is kind of like our ministry here. Yeah. I created wow. a, a ministry that where people could come in here and just ask for prayer. Uh -huh. It's like, it's, it's, it's not a requirement, but we ask our staff here, um, if you have the ability to pray for people, like even during Christmas, sometimes our lines go all the way to this back door. Yes, sir. But I tell our staff, if there's somebody that at the register that needs just to pray for, or they, they open up for prayer, please pray for them. Don't worry about the sales. We don't, we don't worry about sales here at Pro Ridge. I know. When, yeah. when, when I first came in, you know, it, it's such a beautiful retail space. And yes. Junior showed me the prayer room in the back. And I thought, I never heard of a retail space mm -hmm. having a prayer room that people can come and just mm -hmm. pray. So I said, hey, how cool is that, Junior? They can pray and shop. He goes, no, 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 no. It's not about say. What did you tell me? Oh, uh, well, we're not selling clothes. We're selling hope here. Oh my God! So, so, Chicken so there's, skin. So, so there's days that um, not only do we bless our customers, but in reality they, they come back and bless us because we have mm -hmm. hard days too, you know. And, mm -hmm. and 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 we struggle just as much as yes. our customers do. So when I'm having a bad day, our customers are that we have loyal customers that shop in here at least three three four times a week. Oh my! And then they'll come in and say, Hey, June, hey, can I pray for you? You know that Jesus loves you. I'm like. Yeah, and, 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 and not only do I give out blessings, our customers re 
give us the blessing some days. You know, I mean, there's, there's we're the only, I think we're the only one of the very stores that people come in and bring us gifts daily. Food daily. Yes. Like, like, really, like, oh yeah, we have to bring you this, Junior. I'm like, or, or, or our workers, like, oh, we have to give you this, or they tip them hundred bucks. You know, like, it, it's, it's amazing. Just... I was here one day. A family had flown in from Molokai, and they brought Molokai bread. Bless the staff. And I'm trying to buy shoes. I'm like, oh, I didn't know we were having potluck today. Break some bread, communion. But that's how it is. And Junior, the thing is, God transformed your life radically. Like an Apostle Paul, he took a drug dealer that became a hope dealer. You're in Pearl Ridge. You're in Windward Mall. You're out at um, Kamakana. Kamakana in Kapolei. And now we're looking at even advancing even further because the Spirit of God is burning through your hearts. What do you look forward to every day that you come to work, Junior? Man, I, I, I wake up my day and I say, whatever God you have for me today, whatever you want me to do to um, be a blessing to somebody. Some days we just ask God, whoever you need us to meet today, bring them here, we're ready. Yeah, know? yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, all, it's always like that. I'm, I'm so gracious that, that He can turn somody that was so lost and, and give them a chance in, in a second chance in life. Yeah, yeah and I, I oh, um, I know there's a lot of um, making up that he feel he feels he has to do. You know, for like whatever wrongs he did in the past, he just wants to double, triple, quadruple the rights on this side. So we're so blessed to have this opportunity and this platform. Yeah. You know, and we we tell our workers when they come in, you have the opportunity to touch someone. You know, people come in broken and hurt with big smiles on their faces, and it's really up to you whether you want to go deep. You can either just say, yeah. hi, how are you? Or you can say, hey, how's your day? Where did you come from? And just go a little deeper. Yes. And the stories that come out of that That's are so just mind-blowing, you know? Yeah. You know, you Sherry, know. this is more than the classic example of marketplace ministry, mm. where God is using both of you and your staff yes. to, to pastor to yes. shepherd and to love people yes. and to share the love of Jesus with them. And hearing your testimony, Junior, and hearing how, like any man, you thought, okay, I'm gonna turn my life around and you were working really hard, right? And then God speaks to you, Sherry, about this vision that you weren't- In agreement. Really right, <laughs> tell us about that because, you know, how, how the Lord, He had a plan. Yeah, he and had you a knew plan. it. Can't tell he had a plan. So, I mean, we've been doing this business for 20 years. Weekends, uh, we would just go and hustle and just try hustle, to, yeah. every to get we, everywhere. We to you know, feed, like feed stores, surf shops, uh, craft fairs, anything right you could think of. And we would beg them. We take our shirts. We just need a chance. We want to give you this shirt. If you sell it, you just give us back what we paid for it. But we just want to spread our brand. How many people said they wouldn't call us, yeah? Yeah. yeah. And it's I feel similar. like there's just a point where God is going to open the door. And when it's God's timing, it's always perfect timing. We're just regular people. We're so blessed. You know, sometimes yes. we're like, how, how do we get here? How, do we, how are we allowed to do what we do and have this platform to... For us, yeah. I think the day she took me down from church at New Hope Winward and, and she said, Junior, this is going to be our space. I was like... Are you crazy? We're not buying this space. She goes, no, we're gonna buy this space. I said, if you if you if you do this, and I'm I'm paying for my mortgage, I'm paying for my cars, I'm paying my oldest son to go to college. I could never. I would have to. I would have to not sleep and then pay for a store that nobody wanted our clothes anyway. Kind of didn't really make sense to me, but she went behind my back. 
<laughs> she opened the first Winwin Mall location six and a half years ago. Junior, with your testimony and with the vision that God gave you, that's why your testimony for the Lord is so powerful. You know? Amen. And oh every God. local boy can really, yeah, really relate. relate, as I would assume and know, as I know that I know, because you even reach out now and you said, my husband is trying to make up for a lot of the things you did in your past. You help with prison ministries. Yeah. You've given to Camp Agape, which is for children whose mm -hmm. parents may be in prison, are in prison. You guys come and you show up with boxes of fresh, brand new t-shirts, things that these kids may never get. And they, their eyes, they light up, they're crying, they're thinking, I get to, somebody sees me, somebody loves me. That's what you folks do. Now, Junior, tell us a little bit more about um, your testimony and what happened, because I'm sure people really want to know, wait, how, he was going to throw his wife over wait, the age that, That's three? one of the best cliffhangers I ever heard you share. <laughs> the guy's going to dump his wife's body over the age three. Now I got to drive over age three, really careful and wonder what other Evie is out there. But share your testimony a little bit please family and really from your heart because you're just regular local people and here you are it looks so successful but nobody knows the struggle in the valley nobody knows that the victory came through valleys and it still is yeah well it's crazy we just talked about this morning yeah, yeah. Oh, how lucky and, and it, if it wasn't for all of this and it wasn't for the beginning which nobody wants to go to is that there is hope to a lot of things that you're going through difficult in your life, there's so much hope if you just trust God. You know, I mean, first, first and foremost, it was me giving my life to Jesus. And, and um, I don't know if you guys heard about that, that at the carnival, I looked up as my son was in the fun house. My girlfriend was standing here, I was standing here, and I just looked up to God and I just said, God, if you're for real, I just want a second chance with my family. Uh, you give me that chance, I surrender my life to you. And I grabbed her by, my, grabbed her by the hand and I just... I said to her, uh, I, I, don't, I don't know what I thought a man was, but it surely wasn't what I thought it was, and I, I want to I change, I want to be better. I, I grabbed her by the hand, I asked her for a second chance, she said, okay. I put this tattoo on my arm to remember, remember the promise that I made to the Lord. I surrendered my life to Jesus Christ, and we're standing in um, one of the greatest faith-based retail stores in Hawaii. That's right. We changed so many lives to this store. We, we impact so many kids. We give hope to so many broken marriages. Um, it was just a time of my life where I thought I didn't even want to live. Um, I was too gutless to kill myself. So I paid uh, my usos um, in Oakland to come down and um, they were sitting at a bar. She used to work at Players. And, uh, and the plan was to just grab her out of her car and throw her, throw her over the H tree and uh, I would get my son being a drug dealer and having a lot of money, I thought that that was the, the answer to all my uh, problems at that time. But the only, only real solution was to surrender my life to Jesus. And um, yeah, I'm, just so, I'm just so blessed that uh, And it was a journey of coming back to church and just yeah, finding it was just Jesus. A, it, really it was just a struggle it. for me. Even knowing that I, I, my mom used to take me to church every Sunday. But man, there's a really big difference with um, believing in God and believing in God. Yes. And June, your mom prayed for you for almost 40 years. Oh, yeah. It's Relentless. Just... When you were in the life, she prayed. And yeah. could you just tell us that that is the logo? Everybody thinks that it's a crown for Blessed Life Store, but it's not a crown. It is a crown, 
But what is it really? Yeah, it was just it was it was a it was a it was a day. Um, I, I visited my son in the visitation center. I would see my I would see my son for one hour every other week, mm. and I would have to be in a ten by ten room with a counselor. And um, it was time to go, and 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 my son just started screaming, screaming. The, the counselor had to drag him to her car, and that was that was a day that I want to die. Wow. I got in my car, and 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 I heard this I heard this voice. He said, Junior, you're blessed. I was like, I was looking around in my car as I was crying. I was like, how could, how could I be blessed? I lost my job. I lost my family. I lost my son. I lost all the money I fighting for my, 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 my son. I was paying crazy court costs. And I drove home to Hoikai, and there's one lady that was waiting for me. She said, son, let go and let God. Amen. I was like, let's go pray. When two or more gathered, I got nothing. God will appear. And I was like, well, whatever. Let's go pray. <laughs> I got nothing else to lose. I mean, I might as well go pray. And she prayed for me. I drove to Kahala, Barnes and Nobles. My little pencil and a piece of folder paper, and I drew me and my mom praying for her. People are going through hard times right now, extremely unprecedented hard times. You know, that testimony is so powerful. Hallelujah. But what I'm feeling right now is that while you're going through all that, there's another testimony here. So all that God was doing in you, Junior, during that time, what was going on with you, Sherry? It was a lot. It was, it was, it was tough. And, and at the time, I knew I just had to find Jesus. And I started mm -hmm. going back to church with my son and just trying to work on myself and mm -hmm. what I wanted for a life with my child. And I believe that was the start of, of, reconciliation mm. and he went back to church on his own mm. and God kind of allowed us to come back together through that. Because that was a pivotal so. moment when you were at the Punahou Carnival. Yeah. You actually allowed him to come. You let mm. your son know, Dad, yeah. you can come. And you guys were going through the whole mm. thing with TROs, court cases, oh, Lord. My. And then he reached out and grabbed your hand. Yeah. What was your thought in that moment when he grabbed your hand? Because a woman's heart always right. yearns for her husband. When for that I think man. about that, I feel like just grace because I had been going to church. I mean, God just imparted grace Amen. for the situation. I could just think of my son and everything I wanted for him and the family and the the life that I envisioned for my son. Wow, thank you for sharing that, that grace really can build a bridge that has been wiped out, impossible impasse, and it can bring a family together. So right now, what has God given you in terms of anything about the future for blessed life? What would you share with them about anything going forward? Recently, for this whole time that we were, we opened in the last five years, I had a full-time job. And over the last couple years, God had really, um, he, to go into heart, he's like, why, why do you have one foot in, one foot out? You have to trust me fully to go into this marketplace ministry. And it took me a little while. And in November, I finally left my full-time job that I was doing for 15 years. But I feel like it opened up, opened up so many different avenues. Um, um, we, we, Oh, with the CD, I mean, just different. The worship album with the Katinas, with Blessed Party. With Blessed Party. We're just open to whatever God downloads and direction He takes. And, yeah, definitely. Yeah. I mean, I think I think for, for the guys out there that, that want to um, start their own, mm -hmm. I, I think they just for, first and foremost got to trust, yes. trust God. I mean, I think there's a lot of people doing their daily jobs that feel they can, but they're scared. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And you know what? 
when when you trust God, you don't have that spirit of fear anymore. Mm -hmm. You know, you trust Him that He will supply all your 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 needs of of workman's comp insurance. I I know I know it's kind of scary, but I encourage anybody out there that's that has an idea like hey, I'm painting. Why am I painting for this guy? I should start my own painting company. You know, and and yeah. it is is it a challenge? Yes, you gotta you gotta work your every day every night but eventually you're your own business owner and it's, right. a, it's a it's a bigger deal when you you, you must know yeah you're that, building uh, the dream god gave you you're not building somebody else's dream yes and you're, you're building and, your and, vision and, and, and coming from you know like even when you ask me that like june how is it now mm -hmm. i wake up every morning you know dawn going i cannot believe this amen brother god is so good amen. i went from weighing packages of ice putting cocaine on the scale Flying out around to grab weed and bring it back to Honolulu. But you know what I get to do now? I'm an entrepreneur. When people say, June, what are you? I'm like, bro, I'm an entrepreneur now. Yes, sir. Like, bro, I, I, I get to bless people. I, I get to create clothes that inspire. And I would have to say in the beginning, I, I think stewarding what you have in the small times. Mm -hmm. That first store was like on a, in a dark hallway. You remember that first store, that, huh? like that was oh. Ala Moana. That was our Las Vegas. Yeah. We just, we All just the way in the back, in the dark, when nobody I, let go, when nobody could see like us. Stewarding that, God has opened so many other doors. And Jesus says that if you are faithful in little, you'll be faithful with much. Hey, we're going to turn it back towards you. And we want to encourage you, as you've heard Junior and Sherry's story today, if you're a praying mom, and June's mom prayed for 37 years and never saw anything, but she kept praying. If you're a believing girlfriend whose own life is being threatened, and we know that's reality nowadays in these tough times, keep believing, keep praying. Yes, because you see the, the little steps of faith that Imuna, like you said, keep believing, keep praying, because God will meet us even if we think we're nothing. He's everything. He's all-powerful. He's all-knowing. So you and God together, nothing plus all-powerful and all-knowing is still all-powerful and all-knowing. So we just take those steps of faith. That Imuna too. That's why I said it's the testimony, not only the blood of Jesus, but the word of their testimony to take those steps. So I want to encourage you this week and this time. Yeah, a lot of people are hurting at this time to take that step of faith and give just love somebody. He's love. Yeah? So let's pray. Father God, we just thank you for. Uh, Caroline and this couple I was just at the store last week and um, so many people they've given a chance for their brands and their things and it just starts out with those steps little steps of faith that seem scary but we love not our lives unto death the death of our ego death of our pride death of our fears and take those steps with you and you are faithful and you are well able to complete whatever you ask us to do so father we you know starts out with our choice because you are love the most powerful being in cre all creation in the universe is not a bully and doesn't force us so it's 
our part is just to choose that when you ask us to do something, you never force us that we take that step, that imuna, that step of faith. So I pray for that for everyone here. In Jesus' name, amen. So have a great week. <laughs>